afternoon everybody uh it's a real as always it's a real honor privilege to just to get a chance to talk to you about um <clears throat> about a book in the bible and to try and spend time together just um wading through it and <clears throat> uh, wrestling with it together and trying to make sense of this idea that jude's opened up and matt um has read about particularly with those two proverbs at the end this idea of wisdom so this, this is a this is a two-point sermon each point's going to last about seven or eight minutes so if your if your attention span is, is seven or eight minutes then um pick the second one um but you can, yeah let's go for it so hang on in there two point sermon first point um is wisdom is hard to find because of the times that we live in that's the first one wisdom's hard to find because of the times that we live in i think this is what um or part of what solomon if you if you've sat down and tried to read through this book of proverbs this is part of what solomon is saying it's certainly there between the lines. Wisdom's hard to find because of the days and the times. And the he talks about paths all the time, and he, he, you know, he talks about the way that we can easily get swept along with stuff. Second point <clears throat> is that, and I'm, I'm trying not to sound too um, airy fairy when I say this. It's a bit of an airy fairy point. True enlightenment is possible. Real uh, wisdom is possible. I think that is what um, the, the message of Proverbs in the big picture of the Bible is, that true, real um, hair on your back of your neck, making sense of the whole world uh, is possible. Uh, but it depends on how you see your stuff and value your stuff. So those are the two points. Wisdom's hard to find because of the times, but real wisdom is possible for us even um even in the middle of the times um i want us i want us to think about an expression um that i've certainly heard a lot you might have heard it as well quite a bit too it's um the expression wise after the event we say it quite a lot don't we or we we consider it quite a lot you can be you can be wise after the event it speaks of the kind of um clarity that we get when we're able to move ourselves away from the moment and the situation and look back you 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 get wisdom then you know you think and if you've just had a, a barney with somebody or something like that in the, in the heat of the day you look back and you've got all sorts of things i don't know if you've ever done this i do this a lot you think oh, i should have said this or i should have said that you know not just a barney any kind of conversing that you might that you might want to do and you've got this you've got this clarity of thought that comes outside of the moment that, that's kind of what it reminds us of when we think about that saying wise in in the event or after the event you can be um i'm going to use an example from uh yeah from the from the driving seat we, you can be a, a polite law-abiding you know road worthy citizen um but if you've missed your lunch if you're on a bit of a sugar law if you've had a long day and you're tired and you're caught up in the emotional rawness of a, a traffic accident. You know, anything can come out of your mouth. There's, there's not, you know, finding wisdom then um, is tricky, impossible. And we have head explosions, don't we? The thing is <clears throat> uh, with this, and I think we sense it as people. I think the Bible describes it the bible writes writes about it and S solomon is at pains to point it out i think to make the argument <clears throat> we live in the big event we live in the moments there's so much of our lives that we can't 
step outside of. There's so our lives are so busy. There's there's so much of a flow and a rhythm. There's so many patterns that we are just carried along with and get swept up in. There's you know, there's always people struggling to get money. There's always stories of people uh, wrestling to keep going. There's people trying to uh, f find popularity to stay um, popular. We've got people who have had whole life struggles um, with sort of things like self-acceptance or dealing with <clears throat> racial abuse or job insecurity and any one of a, a number of things. These, the way that our world has these patterns that we just get, you know, in the business, we can get easily absorbed and lost and carried along into. And prov um, in Proverbs, Solomon writes about sort of how this pads out, uh, the way this the way this goes, the way that we get caught up in it. Proverbs 29, um, 12. So the few Proverbs here, which just um, help us to think through this idea that we get caught in the storm of life. If a, you know, and what that means. If a ruler listens to lies, all his officials become wicked. The rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. It kind of reminds us how, um, how often and how sort of easily um, the, the world that we live in and its systems and its patterns can get corrupted. And then, you know, the second one, 22.7, sort of talks about the way that these, these systems that we live in, these patterns of life, the way, the paths, um, can easily separate and discriminate or cause us to, to discriminate or be discriminated against. Proverbs 13.23 says that an unplowed field produces food for the poor, but injustice sweeps sweeps it away this is talking i think about the sort of collective consequences of the sweeping patterns of life that we it sort of says the earth's got enough i think this is what the proverb is saying i mean you have a wrestle with it yourself proverbs 13 23 it says something like at least to me there's enough food on this field there's enough food on this earth um but the patterns of life uh, that we <clears throat> that we absorb that we get lost in uh, the injustice that comes out of that means that some are going to go without even though there's enough. And there's this flow to life, isn't there? Proverbs 14, 12 says, and I think this is, <clears throat> and there's times when he talks about it collectively in Proverbs, and I've tried to pick out one that gets us to think about that, and there's times when when the consequences of, of living in the sort of storm of life um, and getting caught in the flow of it stop, stops us from seeing what it might be like to be wisdom and sometimes that becomes really personal so he writes in fourteen twelve, there's a way that appears to be right <clears throat> but in the end it leads to death let me just summarize <clears throat> some of this thought <clears throat> life's a bit of a whirlwind it's not very easy to step back from things <clears throat> um and it's hard to be wise in a world like that just being human means you can easily get caught up, immersed in, shaped by, or party to, um, or even, as that last one says, even wrecked uh, by the speed of this world. And it's so hard for us to be wise. So how, how if if life can be an event like this? And maybe, like maybe you're rest, maybe you maybe you're hearing this and you're thinking, I don't think I've not found that in lockdown. I've been pretty chill. I've had a chance to reflect. I don't. It's not really been my experience, even in lockdown. Um, I feel like I feel like life is so hard to step back from. It's so hard to remove yourself 
from the flow of life and take a good look. And therefore wisdom is, is, is so hard to find, I think. And yet I said at the start, point two, <clears throat> we're already there, that, that real wisdom is possible, but it depends on how you choose to value your stuff or how you look at things, should we put it like that? And one of the things that we've tried to say as we've made our way through um, this series in Proverbs is that all these little pithy bits of wisdom, indeed all, all of scripture finds its ultimate meaning even in even in even in the kind of chaos that we're talking about in in jesus everything's everything's found in jesus it's all heading there so when, when we look at jesus's life there's a sense in which we can look at it and go there's so much so much of just what he does the words that fall from his mouth the occasions that he's, he's in are making sense are making sense of other parts of the bible but they're making sense even of our very search for wisdom jude read that a passage um, at the start from Corinthians, which talks about this idea that right at the center of, of the wisdom is a cross. Right at the center of wisdom is this man, Jesus. That's the kind of thing that we're thinking about. And <clears throat> so every, every situation that, that we come across with Jesus, there's an explanation. So if we're serious about looking for what wisdom means, then we got it. We find ourselves, if if you're a Christian and if you if you read the Bible the way I do, you, we find ourselves looking at this man, Jesus, to try and make sense of it. So we've got this moment here that I want us to read through together. It's in Matthew 22, 15, um, where we see, I think, a lot of a lot of the whirlwind of life come to a head. A lot of the kind of dilemma that we find if, you know, if, as moral people or as Christian people, when we're trying to live a wise life and yet we find that in the in the whirlwind that we're in, um, that it's a struggle. The injustice that we see or, or the speed of life or whatever it is just catches out and mean that living a wise life uh, becomes tricky. And we see an example like that here in this in this passage, Matthew 22, 15, Matthew 22, 15 to 22. You've got this Jewish, um, this, the Jewish nation are in a real um, d dilemma in trying to live a wise life. Um, and the dilemma is they've been called to be this this holy nation and they've you know they've picked this up and they've, they've tried to run with it so they've got this way of of living and yet they're doing that in and amongst to that point the greatest empire that there has ever been the roman empire in which um the guy at the top of the chain says that he's god and he demands you know total allegiance and they're trying to live these sanctified, sanitized lives. And yet their dilemma is that they're kind of ruined with anger. They're having their home, their holy places, their way of life undermined. And, and their plight, and this is the, the sort of the hub of the story, is sort of crystallized as it is today often and by the subject of taxes. Gets everybody going, doesn't it? The idea of taxes. As soon as um, it doesn't say a poll tax in the version that I read, but when Matthew read it out with his Irish lilt, my eyes jumped up. Taxes grabs our interest, doesn't it? Matthew 22, 15 to 22 says this. Then the Pharisees went out. They laid plans 
to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. I've not heard of the Herodians before. I'm guessing um, their, their gang didn't have as much traction as the Pharisees and the Sadducees who we hear a bit more about. So I don't know much about them, but they were there trying to trip Jesus up. And they say, teacher, we know that you're a man of integrity, trying to trip him up, and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. And then they sort of pour honey um, down his throat, don't they, with this bit. They say, you aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what's your opinion? So this is the trap um, being set. Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, you hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius and he asked them, whose image is this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they said. So here's what's going on. And I think as we look at this conundrum for Jesus, you see, you see, you see, you could almost say that this, this same dilemma that we face, how do we live wise in a, in a, in a messed up world almost is almost crystallized in this moment. It's the, it's the same, the, the Jewish nation are having the same dilemma uh, that we can face today as, as good or moral people trying to live a wise life. They're trying to live a wise life. They're trying to do what's right. And yet they're just in these impossible circumstances under the under Roman rule. And And Jesus is set up to fail in this moment. And yet, you read at the end, everybody goes away amazed. Jesus triumphs. What does he do? What does he say? Jesus says to them, pass me a coin. It's kind of beautiful, I think, already that he doesn't have one. Um, and if you want to know whether Jesus pays taxes or not, have a look in Matthew 17, 24 to 26 to see whether he does. Don't look right now. Stick with me. But the answer's there. And then Jesus asks, and it's, and it looks almost incidental, but it's not. He asks them, Whose image is on the coin? And Jesus, in this moment, he's, it's not an incidental question. He's really trying to draw attention to a certain point. He's trying to get them to look at this coin and see Caesar's mug on it, but also see the inscription that declares him to be like a God. Jesus wanted them to see this image. But more than that, he's thinking about the emphatic point he's going to come to and he's going to make. He wants them to think about the significance of Caesar's coin bearing his image. That's the significance, that's the word that he puts in their head, this idea of image. And whilst they're mulling over, this may be passing the coin around, Jesus says to them, give to Caesar what Caesar's, as they're passing the coin around and working this dilemma out, and give to God what's God's. And because the audience is majority Jewish, they're going to know the creation story like the back of their hand. And when Jesus utters these words, God and image, in the same breath, uh, they're going to be reminded in a, in a way that perhaps the, the Romans or other people listening wouldn't have been reminded of the incredible privilege, the huge significance of being a created person, created in the image of God. And they would have been 
thinking through the sort of question, where then is God's image? And they would have found the answer or it would have dropped on them. The penny would have dropped for them that their image was God's image was in them. God's image is us. We are his, the, we are his image. We are um, bearers of who he is. We represent him. And it's just this amazing bit of wisdom that Jesus finds because you've got this, you know, he's been set up to fail. And yet the Romans are happy. He's given them an answer. They're happy. Yep. Pay, pay, give, pay Caesar what Caesar's. And he's, and Jesus has said that, and he's not bypassed, you know, the pressures or the circumstances of the time he's dealt, he's dealt with the moment. He's not, he's not overlooked. It's, you know, it's not just some hypothetic, hypothetic religious answer. He's embraced the moment. He said, yeah, you've got it. You've got to, you've got to, this is where you live in. You can pay this guy, pay your Jews. This is the reality for you. But he's saying something way bigger than that is like saying sure do what you need to do to get through the day but you need to know there is in thinking about this there is something way more significant that you're indebted to uh, some of the versions use uh, the word render and it's this idea of you know rent you maybe you've heard that render to caesar what caesar's render to god what is god's it's this idea that you pay back what it's worth. Jesus is saying to us in this, saying to them and to us in this moment, sure, give time and give weight uh, to the wisdoms and the way of the world. Give Caesar his coin back. Give consideration to the world that you're living in, but you know, and base some of your life on that, but only so much as it's worth. That's what he says to him. Think about what it's worth. And then compare it. And this is what he's saying. Give unto God what is God. And then compare it to what God has done. To what God has done for us and what you might owe him. Think about whose image that you bear. And he says to him, I think this is this is the this is the wisdom that Jesus imparts. He says, No, no matter whatever's going on right now, no matter how messy it is no matter the whirlwind that you're in and no matter how uh, relentless life is, no matter how rigid the sort of patterns that you're in, he says, always know, <clears throat> always consider uh, that you're a child of God. Always remember your position as an image bearer. Always consider your eternal circumstances. This is, he says to him, this is, this is, this is the way to get through. This is what wisdom is. It's wisdom that can survive the whirlwind of life. Proverbs 1 7 says, Hopes placed in mortals die with them. All the promise of their power comes to nothing. This proverb points to the way that we can sometimes do that. We can sometimes be so focused on what even like the most amazing things that are around us, and yet they all come to nothing. Proverbs ultimately points us up to something bigger all the time. This pattern of wisdom, I think, in order to imbibe it, it's the reason that, that we've got a cross in this story. If you go as far, if, if you go far enough with me to think, yeah, this perhaps could be a, a wise way to live. 
one of the things that will happen is in, in the rat race world that we live in, um, the things that we respond to, the way that we sort of govern our life are the things that are most immediate, that shout loudest, that are right in front of our noses. God says to us, I think, in this in this story, that you're gonna need you're gonna need a reminder at the heart of it in order to live a wise life that draws your eye not to what's immediately in front of you, not not to the immediate problems, but onto bigger things. Crucially, onto just how much you are loved by the Creator God, just how costly the sacrifice is that's why we've got a cross at the, at the heart of the story because if we're going to live wise if if we're going to if we're going to access this storyline then we're going to have to be moved we're going to have to be moved out of the moment out of we're going to have to be wise after the event and god looks at us in love i think and says I'm going to need to shout up. I'm going to need to shout up in love and get them to look above themselves. I'm going to need to give them a story uh, to save them. And so we have the cross. Wisdom's hard to find and because of the times that we live in. But here's the hope, people. True, true wisdom, the heart of wisdom is possible. But it depends on how you look at your stuff. Let me finish by reading uh, the verse that Jude started with talks about this idea now you may be wrestling with you know what this idea of wisdom is here's what here's what paul said to the church at corinth it's not up on the on the text but listen to it with me jews demand miraculous signs greeks look for wisdom we preach christ crucified it's a stumbling block to jews and foolishness to gentiles but to those who god have called both jews and greeks it's the power of god and the wisdom of God. The foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Do you see what that passage is saying there? I think, I don't know what we're going to chat about afterwards. I don't know what Jude's going to throw at me, but we think, don't we, can we, can we access this story by our cleverness? Can we get underneath it by, you know, just, you know, wrestling with it with our you know with all our levels of intelligence is this is, can we keep it by rules can we can we do that and god says to us in his word almost this is the most foolish thing that you can imagine he says the height of the height of wisdom you'll find in the cross so it, the bible says to us the, cl the cleverest point you can reach in your life is to wrestle with this cross because in wrestling with this cross you'll have access to all of the wisdom of God. And in wrestling with this cross, you might just be able to stop, exit the, you know, exit this, um, the, the relentless life that you live in and see a bigger picture. That's what it means to live wise. Thanks for staying with us. Ash, nice to have you back as well. I'm glad you stayed with us. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd done a runner, we'd been in trouble. <laughs> well, you'd have been in trouble. I'd have been fine. Um, 
And I should just say that if you have any questions about what Ash has been talking about today or our series in Proverbs, then uh, please do message in. We like hearing from you. Or if that's something that you'd want to chat about, maybe face to face or um, in a bit more of a private way, then please get in touch with the church um, at our email address. And we'd love to talk to you about that too. Do you do that, um, yeah. Interesting stuff, Ash. I, I, I've, I've got a few questions to find okay, and I'm, and do, I'm, and I'm thankful for the chance. Sometimes when you preach, uh, I miss the chance to see people in the door and have them go. So what were you trying to say? I saw you might have, you know, <laughs> um, you, you, yeah, you really miss that. And so, so some weeks, uh, you know, some weeks you, you feel like you've said everything you need to say. And other weeks you think, um, this is a roundabout way of saying, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's worth ironing out some of the things that, um, that were in there because and, yeah, and another reflection would be our house is is as as has been the whirlwind that i was trying to describe this week you know hasn't it and fa and stopping you don't need to tell everyone about the whirlwind of our house but yeah well yeah, yeah but, but this, you know some, <laughs> I I think some, sometimes it is isn't it sometimes life's like that and it's really hard to to be able to to step back yeah. and and be wise and i, I, I do I, I think solomon's saying that Sorry, i think one of the things that I'm kind of curious about and just want to explore a little bit more is that idea that we find we find it hard to find wisdom in the times. And I think probably one of the things that spring to mind is just I want to say, do we do we find it hard? Because we have Google now. I can literally search anything that I, I need to know in terms of, you know, knowledge and and, you know, education wise. It's, you know, worldwide, you would maybe be good to argue that our education yeah. system worldwide is, you know, as good as it's ever been in the history of of the world, and yet we're, sti uh, and we're we still finding it hard to be at, wise. We learn at great pace now. We learn at great pace now, and you, sh you know, we could add to that: you can learn in scientific, exact scientific advancements, all that can, kind of stuff. There's all that kind of stuff, and we can learn in this in the struggle. What you know, that was that was one of my reflections. So it's, we're not without learning in that moment, but I do, you know, I do think. Um, I do think that saying rings true. I do think we're often wise after the event and often in life we're not able to step out. You know, you have those moments, don't you, on holiday? Oh, well, we do. I know that we do. And I'm guessing that other people do as well. Or, in other, you know, you go for a, a long walk and you end up actually talking and you're in that moment where you step out far enough to speak with some real wisdom, you know, that reflects back on, oh, do I need to do this job for the rest of my life? Am I enjoying this? You know, all, all those like the bigger deep-seated stuff, I'd say wisdom conversations um, come out. Yeah, and that, and I, I would say that, that in the world that we live in, I think that's quite hard to, to find. And one of the other things I was trying to say as well is I think it can be hard to find when we're caught up in like inequality struggles. So I, one of the things I was hoping to say, maybe I didn't say it very well, was certainly the way that the, the, um, the Israelites in that moment would have really... Um, find i think being wise difficult because because of the injustice they were facing sometimes it's hard to get a wise head unfair. On. just because it's so on you know it's so unfair what's been asked and you know we get that every time we turn the we turn the, the radio on or the news on we just are reminded with this this great unfairness and it, it skews everything doesn't it? it skews it all so what you're saying sorry i'm going to summarize what i think what you're trying to say what you're saying is that we do maybe have more knowledge and insight in lots of areas in in compared to the rest of history but 
because of the busyness and kind of rat race and all that kind of stuff, actually applying that knowledge so it becomes a wisdom is difficult. Um, maybe the, I think you're saying that. Um, yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm just saying it's. I think I so Solomon wrote this. Um, I guess before there was as much of a rat a rat race, and I think he was writing that it was hard. I think he was writing that it was hard then. Okay. Um, I think there's just I think there's so there's always a rat race. Yeah, there's always a rat race, or there's always um, a reason to find it difficult to to step back enough um, to find wisdom. It's not the only way you find wisdom, but it is one of the ways that you can that you find wisdom. Okay, so I, I think I can I can go with that. Like the idea that stepping back, seeing the big picture, is a helpful thing, you know. And I don't think that's exclusive to Christianity. I don't think that no. um, you know a bit of mindfulness you know uh, taking time out all that kind of thing that that's not something that is just um in in christianity what makes it i guess what makes christianity so special or unique or it, is it unique or special in that kind of thing one of the things you said today was comparing um our value uh, in in god's eyes rather than just you know comparing it to the caesar of the day or or that kind of thing what, what do you what do you think about that? Just to explain that a bit more, sorry. So I guess I'm just saying. Then as we're chatting, <laughs> you're just making me work hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's so special about Christianity? When you take a big, when you have your Christian glasses on and you take a step back to look at the big picture, how is that different from not having Christian glasses on and just taking a step back to look at a, a big picture? Well, yeah. So is, it, I, is that clearer? Yeah. So good work. There's, <laughs> I should say, by the way, what we said we said before the chat, we said, let's just go for it. Let's just talk and have it out and see if we get to the bottom of anything. Um, yeah, I think always this benefit in in stepping back and is is it so? Is it different? Is that what we're saying? Is does Christianity offer us anything anything different? But I think when you read that the verse that we've read in Corinthians that, that is sort of footnoted or. Um, you know, sits above everything that we've said. Then I think it is. It's it's hugely different. It says that there's ac there's access to levels of wisdom there um, that, um, that yeah. So can we be can we be wise? I think I, I was worried that we get into semantics of what wisdom is, and I don't want to do that. I think that I think there's the heart. I think the heart of God's wisdom. We're able to see that in some of the things that Jesus says, and when he says when he says to us stuff that's so smart like give to caesar what caesar's you've got you know you've got to exist here fine give him that but consider the value of that consider how much merit there is in in that thing that you give consider how much weight that you put on that and then consider and yeah maybe i didn't say this very well either cons consider um what god gives us you know just um um and, and consider the consider the um the wealth of that consider the significance of that so on in earthly terms it can look really insignificant um you know kind action walking past somebody down the street you do something nice this disappears in, into into the dust but actually this there's, there's eternal value to, to that to that kind of thing sharing sharing um, your hope in god um might just be like one conversation put that person never speaks to you again hugely hugely significant i think what um some of the wisdom what jesus passing on there he says you need to think always have this framework in 
in mind. Think how actually, even though your career is really important to you, think about just exactly, you know, what it's going to it's going to pay for your mortgage and all the rest of it. So it's not insignificant. It's it's significant, but weigh that up against the you know the huge things that the the time when you have your friends round and have that deep and meaningful chat about the core of your faith. You know, I think some some what Jesus is saying is that it's like the, the just that that one chat you have a curry with those them. Those things matter. It's just yeah, those things matter in a huge way. And, and well, I guess one of the other things I was trying to say is that we can't often get there without the cross. So again, that's another thing maybe I didn't or can't say. ever get there maybe without the cross. Yeah, yeah, can't yeah, what can't yeah, yeah, can't yeah, can't ever can't ever get because we can't because um, the cross does that thing where it totally it to- totally makes us reevaluate everything it's the and i think it's you know it's the only thing that can cause us to to, to have that level of reevaluation yeah so when you step back from the bigger picture and actually view it through the cross the value system is turned on its head isn't it because it no longer is just about oh doing the right thing or doing a kind thing actually where you begin with the cross is a completely different a completely different thing ash you've muted so can you hear me or not? He can't hear me. I think he wishes he has that function at home where he just can't hear me. <laughs> but yeah, I think one of the things I, I'm going to just uh, ignore Ash and just uh, <laughs> see, see, see what I, I can. Um, I think one of the things that when we look at it through the cross, um, that it just changes our value system because actually we don't come from a place of being wise. Actually, we come recognizing that we are just uh, it's, it's in such need of God's help um, that we need him to uh, take care of our, um, our, our follies and actually the mistakes that we've made and, and all that kind of thing. So... Uh, we've totally lost Ash, and I'm, I hope that we've not lost your train of thought with uh, with our chat as well. But it's been really nice uh, to have you with us. Um, maybe you can com- continue this conversation in your own home or with a friend over text or something like that. That would be really great. Um, God bless you this week. We pray, and we really mean this when we do it, we pray that you will know the power of the cross in your week. Um, this week, that it will shape all your values um, and help you to live wise in God's eyes. Um, And that is our prayer for you. God bless, guys. Have a great week. See you later. Take care. Bye.